My name is Molly McCartney. I'm an intuitive medium, the author of the Amazon best-selling book, Empower Your Wisdom, and the founder of the Empowered Wisdom School. This show was created for women who wish to trust their intuition so they can follow their higher calling and their bliss without fear, doubt, and disempowering relationships holding them back. If you're a spiritual woman with a business or career in any field and a higher calling you've been working towards, and you want to be featured on the show to inspire others with your story, go to empoweredwisdomshow.com. For now, please enjoy today's show, and don't forget to subscribe for daily inspiration from our very special guests. Hello and welcome to the Empowered Wisdom Show. This is your host, Molly McCartney, and today we are talking about how self-love is the key to ascension. Um, I'm talking with Shelly Howells today. She's a dragon-hearted, transformational warrior who helps people in every stage of their ascension, helps them to um, overcome challenges and obstacles to listen to their spirit and get to their highest timeline. Um, similar work to what I do, but I love her language. It is a little different, and she's going to let us know how she's different. And um, I think it's important for anyone listening today to keep in mind the places where you're feeling called to something higher. You're feeling called to, mm -hmm. to step into leadership, to, to help other people with your gifts, or just to, sh to share your gifts and, and to kind of come out of the spiritual closet. Um, and, and so there's so many levels of that. And, and really valuing those things and loving yourself really is the key to taking those steps forward and, and trusting the process. So welcome, Shelly. How are you today? Thank you. I am doing fabulous today. Thank you so much for asking. Oh, you're very welcome. We're looking forward to this conversation. So why don't we begin um, by um, you telling us a little bit more about what you do as a dragon hearted transformational warrior. I love that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So yes, through energy healing and light language, I help people to transcend their current wounding and ascend to their highest timeline. And so I do that through group, group coaching programs. And uh, I do sessions as well. I do intuitive gift sessions. So for people who are interested in coming out of the woo closet and learning their intuitive gifts, I share that. I also do entourage, what I call entourage sessions, which helps you identify your particular spiritual support team, which is really, really fun. And, and then I do the alignment sessions as well, where we dive into your biggest blocks and clear those. And my, my greatest passion right now is the New Earth Mystery School. I am the, the creator and, and co-founder of the New Earth Mystery School. And that's, that's a lot of fun. That's, that's a, a spiritual playground. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love the title of it. So what, tell us more about the New Earth Mystery School. What, what kind of playground is it? What do you guys do in there? Yes, it's, it's very, very fun. So I had connected with the Ascended Master Serapis Bay at a turning point in my life when I was getting ready to make big decisions in particular around my marriage. And so I'm, I'm a medium and a channel. And so I did a 30 day channeling with Serapis Bay and uh, it was very profound. It was an incredible experience for me. And then at the end of that, he was saying, Hey, we have a program we would like you to launch. 
And through channeling and communicating with him, he shared with me that it would be the New Earth Mystery School, which is a school for spiritual leaders. Maybe some of them don't know that they're spiritual leaders yet, but it's for spiritual leaders to to learn about ascension, to create the vision of where we're going with this new earth that we're that we're co-creating together, and then to begin to experience it. And so in the New Earth Mystery School, every month we have a channeled message from a different ascended master. And then we share collectively what we got, because as you know, people hear different things. Uh, and and then we, we choose a, an action item to focus on that month, which becomes our practice, kind of like the monks have their practice. And then we, we practice ascension. I love that. I love that. Well, and, and I mentioned before the show, I wanted to talk about that word ascension. So a lot of people use it a lot of different ways. Um, you know, being in the, the field, the woo field for a long time, I see different, different phrases come in and leave and different practices. So what do you mean when you talk about ascension? Yes. And I always, I'm the queen of permission energy, okay? So it's like, this is what I believe and this is my language around it. And it's okay if I'm the only one on the planet that believes this, right? It doesn't have to be I'm true sure you're for not. everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you're not. I just think it's interesting for some people who maybe haven't heard the term or have heard it used in other ways. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, yes. Language is important. I agree. Mm -hmm. So ascension for me is that I believe that the earth is at a specific time in her history where she is evolving into a, a higher reality for her. And so I talk about the third dimension and uh, which is very, very physical and it has several illusions like scarcity and lack, duality, separation, time and space. And the fifth dimension is one where where we're in a higher vibration, we're conscious creators, life isn't happening to us, and all of these illusions no longer exist. Mm -hmm. And so my idea of ascension is that earth herself is ascending into the fifth dimension, and that many of us right now are waking up to that. Mm -hmm. And we are personally going through the steps of ascension where we're, we're uh, healing, healing, healing. We're seeing things from a different perspective. We are, um, we, we're going through that. We're, we're releasing those illusions ourselves and having this new experience that is so, so exciting. Just so exciting. Like I said, a spiritual playground. Absolutely. Absolutely. I see that as well. And a lot more. And, and I, n I never could tell. <clears throat> I was pretty sure intuitively it was that more more of us were getting our our, our missions, you know, and, and awakening to who we really were. And it really did. After 2012, it really changed. But we also had more Internet access and more visibility. So I'm like, were we always around and we just now can see each other? <laughs> or has it been a little bit of both? Maybe. Excuse me. <clears throat> that that um that um kind of activation has occurred because a lot of us are needed right now and that's something i do as well is is, is help people who are 
feeling called to that spiritual service, there's going to need to be a spiritual counselor in every corner eventually (laughs) to help people kind of make sense of this and see their spiritual wellness and their kind of consciousness as just as important as their financial well-being as their physical well-being and um and i think that sounds exactly like what you're doing as well absolutely and and i love that you said that because that's what the the new earth mystery school is it's that training ground to be the leader to be able to help guide other people through the process it's kind of this this wave of awakening and people who feel called to that higher fair calling it's like ah, yeah, I feel like I have a role. I'm not quite sure what it is. And they discover what it is in the New Earth Mystery School, if they don't already have direction. Yeah, I love that. That's beautiful. And so you mentioned that, you know, we, well, we often have, you know, back in, let's say, um, kind of comparing the lightworker path or this, you know, kind of awakened path to even a shamanic path uh, that used to take place in more indigenous cultures, uh, you know, the shaman would have either a near-death experience or some, you know, some kind of gauntlet <laughs> that they needed to go through to to understand who they were, and also to use the medicine that they would then help others with. And <clears throat> you know, I know you mentioned that you had Lyme disease and that you had complications for years, and you wow. discovered that energy work and your awakening process actually was the thing that helped you heal. Can you share a little bit about that and how it's brought you into this work? Absolutely. You talk about the gauntlet. What a wonderful metaphor for what <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I experienced. And, and you also wondered if we were all awake before 2012, you know, and no, no, we were not. <laughs> not all of us. I was mm-hmm. not awake. So in 2006, I came home from a family vacation with a tick bite that had gone unnoticed. Mm. And from that, I developed severe chronic Lyme disease. Mm. And so it stripped me of everything in my life. I could no longer go to extended family dinners or vacations or uh, date nights with my husband. I couldn't go to church anymore. I couldn't go to my kids' activities. I I remember the last one that I went to was my, my birthday. My daughter was... Um, she was a, she had a water polo match and she promised me that she would get a goal for me for my birthday. And she's not that great at, <laughs> at water polo. And, um, and so her coach finally put her in, in the fourth quarter and she made her first and only goal ever in water <laughs> polo for my birthday. And uh, it was such an exhilarating experience. But as I was leaving, I had to lean on my son's arm and I was exhausted and he nearly had to carry me to the car and drive me home. And in that moment, I knew that that was the last activity that I'd be able to share with my kids. And so for 11 years, I was trapped within the four walls of my home. Yeah. And then, um, of course, I tried everything. If there are people out there who have experience with Lyme disease, you know how desperate we are. And Mm. so I tried all the treatments. I did all the diets, uh, everything that they that they offered. I tried and nothing would work. Mm. 
And then finally, one day I heard the name of a book, just the title. It was Feelings Buried Alive Never Die. Mm, that's pretty powerful. Right? I felt it to my soul because I had had, like I think many uh, energy healers have, I had a lot of trauma growing up. And I knew that I had buried a lot of those feelings that I had never dealt with them. And so I determined that I was going to heal emotionally and hopefully create space for healing physically. And, and that's what I done. That's what I did. When you open yourself up to the universe, they bring you what you need. And so that's when I, I started to discover energy healing. I discovered Reiki. And so I became a Reiki practitioner. And then I discovered my mentor, Cami Orange. And she's the one who taught me about intuitive gifts, entourage, and all of these tools in the alignment session. And so I started to do this and it did. It created space for me to feel, to heal physically and Eventually, I found this very simple protocol that was all natural that helped me to eliminate the Lyme and rebuild my body. And I've been Lyme free for several years. <laughs> That's miraculous. That is it a miracle. Is. That's amazing. Yeah. Yes. I, I mentioned I have a family member that struggles with Lyme and, and, and complications, still just trying to figure out, is it the Lyme or is it something else? Is there's always right. something. So I'll have to uh, offline like check with you about that protocol, unless you want to, if it's easy to share now, you know, feel free to share, but um, it might not be. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was, it was through a network marketing company. It was alkaline water, colloidal silver, and then an antioxidant drink. Nice. Just giving yeah. your body what it needed to heal itself, basically, along with the energy work. Mm -hmm. I exactly. love that. Okay. Exactly. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah. And it's, and I've found very similar things. I didn't have Lyme, but I had um, um, irritable bowel syndrome, lots of different mm -hmm. syndromes, migraines, insomnia, et cetera, et cetera. And same for me, it was the energy work and psychic development that then allowed my internal landscape to change so that all of those things would heal and I would know what to do. So I think, uh, you know, mm -hmm. just sharing that for the listeners out there that you may be dealing with some kind of mysterious illness, especially things that are like syndromes that Western medicine says, yeah, it's a thing, but we don't know what it is or how to, how to treat it. A lot of times it is energetic in nature and it's just your body's out of balance. Right. So Exactly. And when I was experiencing Lyme disease, I fought my body. I thought it was an unruly teenager that would not do what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. But through the energy healing, I discovered it was, it was my partner. It was, it was a loving partner. It was supporting me. It was helping me to create boundaries that I didn't know how to create for myself. It was screaming at me to give me messages, you know? And as soon as I got the messages, then it was like, oh, okay, finally, finally, yes. I can return to health. Thank you for listening. And now I will return to health. 
I love that. Yes. That's something I teach with the medical intuition part of my program as well, is that our body will tell us things that we're not listening to it. The intuition starts first with a subtle feeling, then it turns into an emotion, then it might turn into like a, a mental challenge and then it becomes physical. So it's like, it'll start getting louder and louder until we have no choice. Um, I think I've seen that a lot. Yes. So it's very cool to hear your experience and how you came out of it because it is, it's just about yeah. surrendering to the process of healing. Um, and not trying to put a Band-Aid on it. I think a lot of, in the Western world, we put Band-Aids like, well, that makes me feel better for five minutes. So I'll just take that and, yes. and kind of move on and keep struggling with this. But yeah, there is hope. So very cool. Very much so. So another uh, success you mentioned is, um, you know, along with, you know, your own healing process and doing, uh, creating your new earth mystery school was, is actually leaving your husband of 33 years. So I know this is a hard thing to talk about, um, as it should be. Um, but you know, this is fairly recent. Can you share what that was like to realize that that relationship was no longer, um, in harmony with you after that long and also doing this work for as long as you have? Yes. And first of all, let me thank you for framing that as one of my successes. <laughs> yeah, That's it's hard. It <laughs> it's is, hard to do. It is, it is. And society does not frame it as a success, right? They talk mm -hmm. about the failure of my 33 year, now 34 years, because we're not quite divorced yet, but 34 years of marriage. And so while I was going through this great spiritual awakening, my husband was not. And in fact, he was kind of, he, his, his mental health and his state, he was kind of going in the opposite direction where mm -hmm. things were getting heavier and heavier and heavier for him. He was becoming more and more and more unhappy, not necessarily with our marriage, but but with, with work and he, he struggled with losing his job a couple of times and, and we were living in Utah at the time and he just hated Utah. He hated the environment. It's um, pretty there. <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. It's so pretty. I know, I know, I know. And, and he did admit a couple of times that it, it wasn't Utah. Mm but his his mental state just struggled and so while i was taking off this way he was engaging more and more in what i call that third dimensional experience mm -hmm. yeah. and and you know i did my best to work on it and work on it and work on it and and i just felt the tension of our vibrations they were um they were pushing us apart. It's like when you, you know, with magnets, you put them the right way and they attract, but when you separate it, then it just has that, that pushing apart. And, and we just seem to get further and further and further apart with no solution, no mm -hmm. solution to it. And, and like I said, Serapis Bay talked me through it mm -hmm. and he let me know um, whatever you choose, everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be fine. You can choose to stay in and follow the Ascension path while you're with him, or you can move on and everything's going to be okay. Whatever you choose, it's going to be okay. 
and and I had to follow my heart. So what happened was I uh, I was working with a business mentor and she said, girl, you just need to get to the beach. I'm a California girl. I love the beach. And so I had a friend who was living in the Florida Keys and she had offered to let me come visit. So I messaged her and said, hey, tell me more about this so I can budget and come see you. And she responded and said, you know, would you be interested in staying a little longer term? You could come and live in my backyard. She had a, a, a trailer set up in the backyard, very comfortable. And she said, in exchange, you can stay there and help me out with childcare. And my first thought was like, there's no way I can do that. You know, <laughs> I can't do that. Oh my gosh. And then I started thinking, can I do that? I think I want to do that. Right. And so I said, yes, I said, yes. And I did that. And it was very challenging for my husband. It was very challenging for my kids uh, because they, well, another part of the story, and perhaps this needs to be said as well. It does. I don't think it paints me in a great light, but right after I bought my ticket to go to the Florida Keys, our landlord came over and asked us to move out. Whoa. I know. So life said, everyone's got to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> and this is what mom's doing. Yes, <laughs> so y'all yes. figure it out. <laughs> yes. Yes. And my husband had had some, uh, had had some severe back, uh, problems as well. So he was not physically capable of a move at the time. And so I was at this place with my soul, right? Where this, this was, it was like, I can betray my husband and my family and abandon them and leave him to take care of the move and leave everybody to do the move on their own um, and follow my soul. Or I can abandon my soul and stay here out of obligation and support my husband because my friend needed to find, she needed to find childcare. If I didn't accept it, then that opportunity was gone. And so it was like the universe was saying, okay, here's this opportunity. And then it was like, are you sure you want it? Are you sure you want this, this freedom? Are you sure you want this leap in your timeline, this huge change. And so it felt like the two choices that I had were to, I thought if I were to stay home and help with the move, I was going to sell my business. I was going to stop doing energy healing. If I could betray my soul that much, I was just going to give it all up, become embittered with my husband. And we'll both just stay with that third dimensional experience. Right. And it was a, it was a valid option. It really was. Um, and I, I said yes to my soul and I did as much packing as I could to help set him up for a good move. And then I went to the Florida Keys. I did not know what would happen. I was thinking of it as a temporary separation getting, um, you know, getting out of the forest so I could see the trees. And, and once I did, I never looked back. It just, there was nothing there that, that 
drew me further to him, you know, it was, and, and that was hard for him. And he's a good man. He's a good man. We just, changed. you know, we changed and such you, different directions. Would you say that that pattern of saying no to your soul was, was something that you did before a lot, or maybe even in past lives, you would sacrifice that soul's calling or that true self for somebody that you loved or your family and kind of put off saying yes to that is was that a familiar feeling when you finally said yes like i'm gonna do it finally yes 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 i have had past lives where i've literally been a human sacrifice on an altar you know <laughs> and it's like oh okay i'm i'm righteous and i'm good and my my religious upbringing which i've transitioned out of as well my religious upbringing was oh yeah mothers sacrifice everything mm -hmm. and women sacrifice everything and there's no greater joy than to serve 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 sacrifice 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 and and i i was happy in my life I was happy being a mom. I was happy being a wife. I had so much happiness in that life. And when I awakened, when I had this spiritual awakening, it was like, I get to choose me now. I'm at an age, my children are grown. And, and you know, my husband and I had, we, we had been codependent. And he was, I, I was the... I was the knight on sh in shining armor. I was the one who always saved the day. I was the one who was ultra capable and independent. And he was the one who was more dependent on me. And, and it was, it was this realization that I get to choose me now. Mm -hmm. I'm done with sacrificing myself for the highest good. And when I realized that, when I realized that, I, I realized the lie in that statement mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that I wasn't sacrificing myself for the highest good, but my highest good is everybody's highest good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So well, I don't need to sacrifice anymore. Exactly. And there's something about, you know, when you talk about 3D versus 5D reality and, and I'm in my terms, I might say the ordinary uh, versus more conscious, you know, conscious creation reality. Yeah, there is, you know, in that 3D reality, the ego realm, the egoic knowledge and awareness is king, right? And so when you're sacrificing in that ordinary way, it is I'm sacrificing my egoic needs or my ego for your ego. And, and then that we call that love. <laughs> and, and as yes. we know, the way that things are breaking down and in multiple generations now in terms of what is commitment, what is marriage, what is partnership. Um, we are all wanting more conscious, aware and fun, uh, playful um, companionships. And, and so I think that breaking that down is, is an important kind of overall thing that a lot of us are doing um, in this lifetime and saying, all right, we're not going to show the, the next generations that we have to do this. And they're certainly figuring yeah. their way out as well. So it's really kind of being flipped on its head. And I don't think it's a terrible thing. Um, you know, traditional oh, sacrifice yeah. the way it was back then, maybe it was needed for the time. And now, you know, that's the, that's the thing about the universe. It just, it kind of implement, implements these programs and these changes when needed 
and humanity's consciousness. And, you know, those of us that are listening, we go with it, we come we go in harmony with it, and we become a part of it. And it's just going with the flow, really. That's how Absolutely. I see <laughs> not yes. fighting the flow anymore. If you're in resistance, you're not helping anyone, really. I you know? agree. I agree. And uh, what one other thing that I would say about that, because, you know, we think that we're being selfish, if we put our needs first, but it's not because mm -hmm. Imagine how much more you can give when it's from a place of overflow mm -hmm. rather than depletion. Yeah. And so by putting yourself first, getting that self-care, you're, you're actually, like I said, my, it's for my highest good. And then I serve better. It's That's right. for the yeah. highest good of others. Absolutely. For, for those called to serve that struggle with codependent tendencies, it's just, uh, it's almost like our shadow healer self will exist in those relationships until we realize, no, we're meant to do this for lots of other people and we we literally can't exist in dysfunctional relationships at home yeah. and serve to that level so you, we've really got to clean that up and mm -hmm. i like to think of it as when you have really great boundaries and separate yourself from that sort of interaction or at least you know budget your time if it's a family of origin you still have to see someone it's like i'm doing you a favor too because i'm not going to keep enabling you yes. to not figure it out. And maybe I've done this for lifetimes and I've actually cheated you out of being able to figure it out for yourself or, or kind of become conscious and aware. So I, I look at it as that, like sometimes we're releasing people to kind of keep going on their journey as well. Yes, I agree with that. And I feel that. Yeah. So you mentioned um, in doing this and, and unsurprisingly, I think any, um, I, I can't speak for single men, but single women, uh, especially when we're enculturated to depend on, you know, relationship for um, uh, financial well-being and stability. Um, you know, now that you're single, you've you've shared that it's a challenge sometimes to continue listening to your intuition. You might start scrambling or panicking when you're not sure what's going to happen next. So can you share a little bit more about that challenge of maybe self-doubt or self-worth, however it shows up in, in your work right now. Yes. Yes. It shows up as terror. Oh no. So, <laughs> <laughs> no but I have the, to, I have the tools to, to work through it, but yes. Yeah, so it, uh, the way that it shows up is in the middle of the night, I'll wake up and then the, my, my brain starts going and it starts making calculations of, of contracts that are ending and I haven't quite replaced them yet. And what if I don't? What if I don't, what if, what if everything that I've built up fails? And this is the first time I'm 58 years old. This is the first time in 58 years that I have been 100% completely on my own, wow. that I have been Ooh. fully responsible. <laughs> and, and, and sometimes that is terrifying. And so and, and so when I get in that space of terror and forgetting that I've, that the universe has my back, that everything is working out for my highest good, if it's working out for my highest good, it's for the highest good of everybody. You, you know, I, I just have to lean into, into the tools that I have, the evidences, the evidences that I have. And, and here's the thing too, though, what I've noticed is that when I get in that place of panic and I start pushing, 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 the universe doesn't punish me for it. <laughs> the universe just very gently reminds me to 
breathe. And then it gives me little gifts. Oh, I love It'll, that. Just to remind and, you that it's got your back. Yes, me too. That happens to yes. me too. I love that. Like, yes. oh, a feather. I needed that today. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. <laughs> or that little it's, phone call yeah. or that little, uh, that new client sometimes out of the blue. Exactly. Exactly. A, a new client or, or even what's happened to me is a surprise check in the mail. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. So <laughs> yeah, like I got an insurance payment in, in, in the mail that I wasn't expecting. And it's like, well, thank you. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'll, I can do this. I can do this. I can trust. I love that. That's wonderful. Well, just to help you along with that and, and for anyone listening too, they can consider this kind of uh, guidance for their own situation as well. Um, I pulled a few cards for you. Would you mind if I shared that for you now? Yes, please. Thank okay, you. Great. Do you mind showing me which deck you're using? I'm oh, sure. always curious. It's the mystical shaman deck. Um, so it's uh, Colette Baron reed um, Alberto Viodo, and um, Marcella Lobos. Beautiful, beautiful theme deck and beautiful artwork, really beautiful artwork. Um, yes. So, um, so I get the wind card, lots and lots of changes for you. Uh, uh, you know, of course, I mean, it's been one year since the big change, but still continuing uh, to just kick up stuff. So there are your, your inner witness is definitely kind of crossing that. And sometimes the stillness that you were able to find when you had material security it's getting it gets blown all around it's like the equilibrium in the eardrums you know on a boat that's just like whoa like i know that this doesn't really bother me but i i need to throw up you know i still need my body is reacting so it's more the nervous system reaction the fight or flight um and i feel that uh by shifting the story that you're telling yourself about it that's going to help a lot and maybe that's part of your toolkit because um, your conscious thoughts are, I can trust my intuition if I just keep taking steps. I know where I'm going. I know that I'm heading towards my destiny. So I do see that's that's when you're talking to yourself consciously, that's what you're saying. Is that right? Yes, yes, definitely. <laughs> yes. Good. Well, unconsciously, there is kind of the fear of aloneness. And I feel there was something uh, when you were sharing your story about um, you know, saying no. And that's why I asked that question. Like, did it feel like you had said no to your soul more often than not? And this was the first time you said yes, and then left that security. We always kind of negotiate something for that. When we, when we say, we, we feel like sometimes we're doing it. Well, we are doing it for others, right? We are staying in these relationships for others or that sense of stability, but there is like always asking us ourselves, what are we getting out of it? Um, and right. actually the great Carolyn Mace kind of, I learned this from her, like if we're not happy with where we are and we think we're making conscious choices, we need to ask ourselves, well, what are we getting out of this negative experience? So I feel when you, what you're learning is like, well, that security was really nice and now I don't have it. So how yeah. do I provide myself that security? And that it's just, a, it's just a journey. It's like a learning curve and also asking for what you need um, when you feel alone. Um, Cause I feel that you don't need to face obstacles um head head forward like it doesn't need to be a struggle uh you can get around certain things delay certain things and and again when you speak up and let people know that you are in need or that even just processing the motion about it you feel better okay 
So, so yeah, try not to do it all on your own. <laughs> there's a, there's a middle ground. <laughs> yes. Um, so, um, so you're coming out of a time of breaking ancestral patterns, big time and getting kind of ungrounding yourself through that. So the uprooting and moving to Florida out of the mountain area, all of that, um, and moving into a huge amount of transformation and completion. So, um, if I can get a timeline on this, then one year, I almost get like one and a half, two years, there's going to be a big kind of marker in this process. And by two and a half years, you're going to feel fully complete about it. So it's, it's a journey. It's not that you don't feel complete, but you know what I mean? Like it's over and done yeah. talking about it in the past. Yes. That makes sense. <laughs> very much so. Very much so. Because you create a lot of ties and bonds over 34 years of loving someone, you know? And so that, that takes a while to grieve. Yeah, absolutely. And, and as it should, yeah, exactly. It's like, if it didn't, um, and I know some of my clients, they'll, they'll say, well, why do I still feel so bad about this? Or why I'm so, I'm like, you really just woke up to it like a, a you know month or two ago, like you give yourself some time. Yeah. It's okay. We have those human emotions too. Um, yes. Even though we can be fully aware of what's happening, it's being gentle with that human self. And I think that's a good um, place to plug our theme today. Self-love is the road to, to, to ascension, that, that being caring and loving with ourselves is important. So for you, letting go of the codependent side and taming your thoughts yes. about relationships and who you need to be, um, I do see a good bit of sacred solitude around you at this time to teach you to just be self-sufficient and to know your energy fully and completely. Um, and you, you're on purpose as a light worker, um, as far as, um, you know, kind of scrambling to, um, either build your business or make money or do whatever. I do see a warning to watch the shiny object syndrome. So okay. You know, in this world today, we have so many things coming at us. If you're online at all, like try this strategy, try that, do this, do that. And I, I feel the more you're aligned to what it is you're trying um the better but if it feels really foreign and it's just in your mind like yeah maybe that'll work i'll try that it's probably okay. a shiny object um and and i do see that um getting comfortable with uncertainty and living within your means is going to be the way to find comfort in this time so um you know i love it you know i know you're not in uh, the keys anymore but you know living in a little trailer a little apartment like you know living yeah. humbly now so that you can feel peace as your wealth grows, that's going to be the way to feel good the whole entire time, because it's all about um, letting go of what you want most now so that you can feel protected later. So I do feel like you have some long term plans in effect, and it's just kind of taming the, the part of you that sees this more exciting lifestyle coming up for you, like maybe yeah. in the next five to six years, like traveling and retreats or, you know, world travel or something like that. It's like, I can see it coming. It's coming. Um, but it's just, you know, kind of being um, still with it now so that it can build later. I like that. I like that. And I did move from a, a humble place to another humble place. <laughs> Good. I love humble places. When you're on your own, you just need a humble place. I had a, oh. a, a bell. I called it my little bell tower. It was a little third floor apartment. Um, I had multiple apartments when I was single, but it was like, you know what? I'm good. Like if this is my life, like the rest of my life. Yeah. And then I walked in the, in nature on the weekends and took myself out to eat. And I had a few friends to connect with, did my work on this, you know, my, 
my calling. I was working in a corporate world at the time. Um, I was like, I, I'm satisfied. So I think yeah. noticing where you can find that happiness in a humble place, it lessens the fear of lo losing a lot of material stuff. It's like, well, I know I can be happy in a trailer in someone's backyard. So what's the big deal? <laughs> Right. If I'm in the Florida Keys, right? If you're in the Florida, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Some places you might not like that too much. Yeah. But yeah. And, and, and like I said, I'm a California girl. The beach is important to me. I'm blocks away from the beach. Perfect. That's, yeah. that's abundance right there. Being that's next abundance to something so right beautiful. There. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I wish you the very best. And it's been so lovely talking to you today. Thank you for coming and sharing your energy. Thank you, Molly. It's my pleasure. Oh, awesome. So where can people find you if they'd like to learn more about your work? Yes, you are welcome to go to my website. It is www.shellyhowells.com. It's Shelly with an I, S-H-E-L-L-I, and my last name, Howells, H-O-W-E-L-L-S. Always put the S on, .com. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right, Good my pleasure. dear. <laughs> yeah, you're awesome. All right. So have a wonderful day and hopefully we'll talk to you again sometime. Thank you, Molly. You're welcome. And thanks guys for listening. We'll catch you next time. Hey there. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to hear more from our wise and wonderful guests, make sure you subscribe for daily interview content. And here's three ways I can help empower your wisdom for free. Number one, grab your copy of my Empower Your Life workbook. It will help you honor your inner voice, make way for new visions, and live with intention. Go to empoweredwisdomshow.com forward slash workbook to get your copy today. Two, if you're a woman with a well-established business or career and your intuition is nudging you to go in a more spiritual direction, we want to interview you on this show. Head to empoweredwisdomshow.com. Three, listen and subscribe to our sister podcast, The Empowered Wisdom Hour, for free teachings, guided meditation, and channeled wisdom to help you thrive. You can listen on Apple, Spotify, and most major podcast platforms. At Empowered Wisdom Coaching, we help intuitive, spiritual, and high-achieving women who feel disempowered by self-doubt and relationship patterns realize their power and go for what they want without holding back. If you're ready to release doubt, fear, and disempowering relationships so you can follow your calling and your bliss the intuitive way, Book a call to see how I can help. Go to mollymccartney.com forward slash chat.